uh, who uh, we, we support here. I, I love John and Betty because uh, they've been uh, supported by New Heart for 40 years. Um, this year they retired, inverted commas, they're still operating in their church in Sydney, working with people who don't know Jesus from other cultures. Uh, John and Betty are still on Crossviews um, board and working to help and support missionaries overseas. Uh, they're not retired. Uh, that's a joke. Um, and I don't want to ever retire. I want to be like them. I want, them, I want that sincere faith to, to, to flow through my veins. Uh, this morning, I want to talk to you about authority over all things, absolutely everything. Uh, who has that? Who has? Yeah, we do in Jesus. Jesus has authority over all things. We're going to read at the end of this time a passage from Colossians and you're going to get together in, in COVID safe groups uh, just to, to be touched by the, the extent that Jesus has authority over all things, absolutely everything. Can you say that? Over all things, absolutely everything. And I was thinking about that this week and, you know, we can go, yeah, he does. Those who believe in Jesus can go, yeah, that's, yeah we agree. He's God. He's, got, uh, he's over all things, absolutely everything. But the question is, how does that affect you today, right now, and the way you think and how you see your life and how you see your future? Because really, the substance of our faith actually has to be resting on not who we are and how we are and how we're going, but on who Jesus is and what he can do and what he has planned. And I was just uh, interesting, um, Brad's word uh, that he gave to youth about um, the World Trade Center and the attack on it and how underneath that was um, this attack on our world and how that threw the, the world at that moment, in well, the Western world especially, into this fear. And right now, I was thinking about that this week about the state of the world as it is right now and how much I hear fear and I hear people contemplating this idea and this idea and this how this could happen and this could happen. And all these things are, are quite possible now for these scenarios that people are talking about, you know, China and this and that and what might happen. And you know, the tr truth is, is that um, I was thinking about this and um, I was reading through Matthew and Jesus actually, I'm just going to start this, I think we've got some traction here. There we go. Um, Jesus actually had, had a sense of the, actually knows the future because he's authority over all things, absolutely everything. Uh, Jesus actually knew what was coming and he told his disciples 2,000 years ago, this is kind of what's going to happen. You will hear of wars and rumours of wars. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. Heard of these? Does this sound familiar? And you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. Uh, there are Christians in Syria, Iraq, Iran, in Indonesia, in China, in places, uh, other places throughout the world who are being persecuted and put to death. And you will be hated by all nations because of me. Christians, brothers and sisters of, of Jesus. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. Whoa. That's not nice. 
That's Christians turning on each other. Um, and many false prophets will appear and deceive many people because of the increase of wickedness. The love of most will grow cold. And I was thinking about that and, um, and there's, there, there's this promise from Jesus, but those who stand firm to the end will be saved. And I was thinking about that and I was thinking about, you know, that Jesus has authority over all things and everything. He knew these things that we are encountering right now, COVID. He knows that we're headed for a one world government, it looks like, a one world currency. We're going almost cashless. The things that were happening, earthquakes, famines, wars, the increase of wickedness is on the increase. And this is what happens. When the increase of evil and wickedness increases, faith in some will, will go down. Why? That's a good question, isn't it? Why? Right. People, people see that evil is greater than good. And where is God in all this? Is God truly in control? Because then they start feeling helpless and fearful and worried. And brothers and sisters, we are at a time right now where we've got to recognize God knows the future and it includes bad stuff. A lot of bad stuff and it's climaxing bad stuff. Towards the end, it gets worse. However, can I just say this? This final little line, and we're going to read a little passage in Revelations, tells us where we're heading. And despite all this and this good news of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So despite the climax of wickedness, despite all the things that are going wrong, despite the world hating us because we're following of Jesus, we will continue, the church will continue to increase and to share the good news and people will be saved. And it's because Jesus has authority over all things, even the things that are happening that are really bad. He actually knew it's coming. And I was, uh, this, this verse led me to Revelation chapter 5, and I was reading Revelation 4, 5, 6, and 7. And you see these things, and, and this is what it says, And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy. Because what had happened is, is that uh, John had seen these scrolls, and these scrolls uh, contained the secrets of what was going to happen in the future. And, and he'd ask, who, will, who, will, who has authority who can, who is worthy to, to actually break these soul, uh, scrolls and read them? And, and he started to cry and someone said, stop crying. There is. And they sang the new song, you are worthy to take the scroll, to open its seals, to unveil the secrets because you were slain and with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe, language, peoples, nations what did jesus say he said this good news will go out to every tribe and language and people and nation when jesus died and rose again he he purchased the right to the secrets of our future including the bad stuff do you think that when things go wrong that god is somehow absent no, when things go wrong in your life, when things go wrong in our world, God is in absolutely complete control. He has authority over all things and everything. 
And there is nothing that you can go through right now that God is not with you in. People, we've got to look at our future. If it's bad and bleak and hostile and things go wrong and the world comes against us, we've got to look at that future with faith in our hearts and no fear in our hearts and this knowledge of the perfect love of God that will take us through everything. I love that God is in control despite what might come at me. Some of you have been through personal crisis. Some of you have been through the valley of the shadow of death. Some of you have been through heart uh, health situations where, and I was just thinking, Richard, you went close, right? Who else has been close to death? Couple here, Debbie, visited you. Or you were this. You called the miracle woman. You're not too bad yourself. This close to death. How many of you experienced extreme financial hardship? where you've lost everything. You know, some of you have experienced the loss of, of children, loss of spouses, the loss of great things. My, my testimony is this, and your testimony is this. Our God has authority over all things and everything. We shall not fear evil. That is the word of the Lord to us today. Authority in the, in the scriptures, wherever you read it, there is a Greek word called exousia. And I just looked it up and, and just had a quick check on it. And one of the, the key definitions, especially in the authority we're about to talk about, is that the power of the rule of government, the power of the one whose will and commands must be submitted to by others and obeyed. Jesus has all authority. Now, in um, Matthew 28... Verse 18, there's a little tag that goes before going to all the world and make disciples of all nations. And it's this tag. It says, Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And then he said, so, go. When he said all authority, did he mean all authority? I looked into this. And I never, I never put these two pieces together, but there is, a, there is a scripture in Daniel chapter 7, I think Jesus is referring to. And uh, this is what it says. Uh, Daniel has a vision. In my vision at night, I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man. The, the title son of man was used by Jesus 80 times, exclusively by him to refer to himself. He never once said that he was Messiah because Messiah was a loaded term or title that people had put on in that time their expectations of what Messiah would be. The son of man was Jesus's uh, um, title that he took from the Old Testament to refer to his um, what his rule and reign would would look like and include his death and resurrection, but also that he was the son, not only the son of man, a man, but the son of the living God. And that was a distinction that no one had with Messiah. And he said, a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven, um, and he approached the ancient of days and was led into his presence. And he was given, what? Authority glory and sovereign power, all nations and peoples of every language. And just as to prove that the Son of Man is the Son of God, you do not worship a man. So when Daniel saw this, he, he saw one who was like the Son of Man being given 
authority, glory, sovereign power, all nations and people of every language worshipped him. If you go to Revelation, you'll see so many times where, where Jesus is given that authority, power, honor, dominion, rule over all things. His dominion is an everlasting, his kingdom is another way. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom that will not pass away and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. You have to be both son of God, a son of man and son of God to get that title and to have that level of authority. Let me quickly give you a, a, back, a back script on where this authority came from. Um, the, the scriptures talk about the first man and the second man. I'm just going to refer to Adam, the first man, uh, as the first man, and Jesus, the son of man. And there, are, and there are two distinctions. This is where authority has come from. The, uh, the first man was made by God, and he was born out of what? Dirt. Right. He was given authority um, to uh, be fruitful, multiply, and, and to increase, and to subdue and rule the earth. Unfortunately, we know in Genesis that he gave his authority to subdue and rule to Satan because he listened to him and he agreed with him and he gave away that authority. And from that moment, he became a slave to sin and Satan. And, and he passed on to his descendants the curse of death, slavery to sin and slavery to Satan so that every human born from the dirt... All right, was a slave to sin and Satan. And we inherited a powerlessness from Adam, the first, son, the first man, powerless to resist the devil and to defeat the devil. So what God needed to do was to send a man to take back what a man had given away. So he became a man. But he was not born like Adam who was born of the dirt. Jesus was created. Uh, Jesus uh, was God. Who, who, he was the very one who created the first man, John says. But he became human and he was born of the spirit. Um, the difference between Adam and, and Jesus was that his father, Adam was, um, God was his father, but he was born of dirt. The DNA was dirt. but The spirit was Jesus' DNA. Jesus was tempted, he resisted and defeated Satan every way and took back the authority to subdue and rule all things. That's really important. Where, where the man of dirt gave in and gave away his authority, Jesus resisted and defeated every temptation and took back the authority that was actually intended for the first man. And as a result of that, Jesus then passed on to all who is his sons and daughters, born again from the Spirit, who, who are no longer just born of dirt. I am born of dirt, but I am now born of the Spirit through Jesus. I am born again, and I am a son, I'm a child of God, I'm a son and daughter of God. And now through Jesus, he has passed on to me eternal life and freedom from sin and its penalty, death and Finally, number four, he has given me authority to resist and to defeat my enemy. 
This is so important, people, that in Jesus we have access to this authority. That's not for this week, that's for next week. But we just want to cap this one. Jesus has authority over. Let's just run through some of the things he has authority. He has authority over the created world and its order. He revealed this uh, through his um, turning, the first miracle is turning water into wine. He, he silenced storms that were demonic. I believe they were demonically sent to destroy him. He walked on water. He multiplied food. And then he, he, he caused Peter to catch at least two lots of fish that were multiplied in so many numbers. He, he could actually get the fish in the right place at the right time. Jesus had authority over his own life and death in John 10 verse 18. He says, you can't take your life from me. It's been given to me and, and God gets to choose and I get to choose whether I live or die. He had authority over sickness and we keep seeing stories over stories from the beginning to the end of his ministry and then into the New Testament church, his authority in his name over sickness. We see him defy Satan and devil in the wilderness. In the very first thing, he gets baptized, sent into the wilderness by the Spirit. And there he is tempted by the devil and he overcomes every temptation. But throughout uh, his ministry and on his, uh, with his death on the cross, he, de- he destroys the work of Satan and devils. He, he cancelled the power and the penalty and the power over sin in our life through his death on the cross. He has authority because when he rose from the dead, he was able to say that sin has no power over me and over anybody that follows me. He has authority over death. His death on the cross wasn't the finish. His resurrection proved that he had power over death. He has authority over the future of the world. Do you know nothing that is going to happen between now and his coming again? is outside his authority. Nothing. He knows all about it. He knows about the Antichrist. He knows about the wickedness of this world. He knows all the things that are going to happen. And he is, <coughs> is in control. And finally, Jesus is the judge of the living and the dead. Even when the history of the world, as we know it, comes to an end, Jesus is the one who is the ultimate authority over the living and dead. At the end of the age... It is Jesus who will judge the living and the dead. And it's Jesus who will throw Satan into the lake of fire and it'll be done. One of the great things about heaven that I'm really looking forward to is no temptation. And no sin so I can't hurt you anymore. And you can't hurt me. And I can't hurt anybody. I'm looking forward to that. What a good day that's going to be. So I'm going to get you to get into groups now. And you're going to read this scripture together. And I want you to talk about this question. If Jesus has authority over all things displayed in his life, this beautiful passage from Colossians, I want you to think about what stands out to you as you read this passage and then talk about this question that I'm going to go back to. In what ways does Jesus' authority over all things and absolutely everything change the way you look at your life and your future. Are you allowing his, his authority to shape your sense of the future? Or are you allowing your fear and your worry about what might happen 
determine how you react to your life and your, your future. Right now, I am choosing to believe that for better, for worse, Jesus is with me. If the world comes tumbling down around me, is Jesus still in authority? Is he still got all things? Does he still have everything? And am I still the apple of his eye? Am I still loved? Is he, is he still able to do to break through even in the worst times that I face in the future? If a war broke out and Australia got taken captive, would I be okay? Would my family be okay? Would God still be with me? Would he still be in authority? Will he still be the Lord over all things? Will he have everything? Will he still love me? Will he still care for me? Will he still look after me? Yes, 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 yes. So why do I fear or worry about what might happen? All right, go back to this one. Uh, could you get into groups um, of maybe four, five, six, maybe? Make sure you've got a nice distance. I want you um, to read this, out, one, one of you to read it out loud, and then, then just share, and I'll, I'll give you a chance to do that. You can look this up if you like. I'll give you seven minutes, and then we've got to go power of the one whose commands must be submitted to by others and obeyed. You realise in your own life that's, that sometimes fear gets in the road of us coming under the authority of Jesus in our lives and in what's going on out, outside of our lives. That's what I want you to pray for. If you, if you recognise that there is a, a, a concern, a, a thing weighing on you where you aren't under that authority, you are not recognised as Jesus' authority over that, then pray for one another that you would recognise his true authority. As, as Paul says in Ephesians 1, which is another chapter on all things, he says, I pray that your eyes will be enlightened to know the truth about all things, everything. So can you pray for one another as you finish? Um, and we've got about... Five minutes and then we have to uh, give time for our team to clean up. Thank you. Glee. <laughs> we got a little bit over this morning. It's hard to finish in an hour. God, I thank you for the, the godly conversation around everything and all things that, that you have authority over. And God, I thank you for the prayers of the people gathered here for one another. God, we declare that, Jesus, you have been given all things on heaven and on earth. We submit ourselves under your mighty hand and recognize that our lives are not our own. They've been bought with a price. God, whether, uh, whether our lives continue or not, is in, held in the power of your hand. Life and death are in the power of your hand. Our God, we thank you, Lord, that we can have much and we can have little, but you have all things. And God, we just trust you with our lives once again, uh, with our health, with our finances, with our family, the things that we would want to protect and control 
Lord, we just say we, we surrender them afresh to you and we acknowledge that you have all things and that you have access to everything that we need. We acknowledge you as the God who is over all things. Absolutely everything. We will not fear the days that are to come. Because you, our God, are Emmanuel, God with us. To the very end. Amen. If you could exit stage right.